Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Aha! Here's another idea. An iceberg sculptor. An artist who is basically helicoptered in onto these huge icebergs. And he knows all about, you know, he's got all the proper clothing, he's got all the proper materials. He maybe he builds a little encampment there. He lives on the iceberg as it floats along. He's got plenty of, you know, he knows how to fish. He's got whatever he needs. And um, he sculpts. You know, like those people who sculpt the uh, the sculptures at those hotels and resorts and whatnot. You got someone <coughs> who knows how to do that. And they sculpt, you know, either huge floating heads, Abraham Lincoln, um, uh, or a Statue of Liberty, or, or, you know, King Kong, Godzilla, what have you. Floating, floating, floating. Kraken. Could you imagine that? He carves a huge kraken, and it's just this iceberg that looks like a kraken that's just like, floating along. Perhaps a statue. Maybe a sphinx. A floating sphinx. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Heck, to go further and farther... I, I I once thought about this idea. If you could find uh, trees or plants, whatnot, that would grow on on an iceberg. So you plant those, you know, kind of like a chia pet kind of thing. You plant these on there, and they can survive the cold. They grow. They 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 are so well adapted to the cold that they grow. And what happens then is that precipitation that helps these floating icebergs are actually bringing this breathing these breathing trees. You could get like a little forest grown on an iceberg, moving along, moving along. Eskimos, little Eskimo villages built built on these icebergs. So think about it. Floating igloo village. Now, there's a movie we haven't seen yet, a sci-fi movie, A Floating Igloo Village. There are going to be survivors in the desert. You know, we always see the wasteland aspect of the apocalypse. However, that doesn't mean that somewhere else on the earth, it's not thriving with absolute freezing. Like we know about yin-yang, it's never 
fully, completely one or the other. So, some determined wanderer on the ultimate, you know, dry aspect of of the earth is going to be determined enough to dig a hole into that into that uh, hollow earth, isn't he? Find find the center of the earth. So imagine that the iceberg, little village, floating, trees, forests, growing, growing, growing. Receiving exactly the kind of food that it needs, just right there, the water. Bam. Starts growing its roots into this thing. Becomes a floating plant, a huge floating plant. Imagine that. Could you imagine that? Throughout time, those things would grow enough determination, enough courage, and enough, you know, uh, adaptability to grow those roots all, all the way to the bottom of the ocean. Now imagine that, you've got those trees that are linked so deeply down in the ocean, all you got to do is follow those roots all the way down in there. Heck, there's there's no telling what the heck, once someone figures out how to, uh, 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 you know, burrow in through the middle of that tree, could you imagine? You could make little uh, subterranean sea uh, labs within these trees. How incredible is that? I would love to compose for Gauntlet. I love that kind of bird's eye view of a dungeon where you would be able to fight different monsters and spirits. That was a really cool game uh, that kind of got, got ported from different operating systems and, you know, uh, Commodore 64, VIC-20. My first Commodore 64 floppy um, of Gauntlet that I played, and then it got, of course, ported onto Atari and IBM DOS and Microsoft, and then I love playing the um, Gauntlet on arcade, you know, like at the pizza place or at um, the, um, the arcade, you'd play Gauntlet, that was really cool. Because, you know, the, the soundtrack wasn't really emphasized on that game. So that'd be really cool to play. And, uh, yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda would be another cool um, soundtrack to create. Um, I've got some other ideas as well as your um, projects and the people you're working with on films. I'll be playing some sounds Steve for them. Hoffman has brought his music to How's everything going for you tonight so far? Well, how long have you been uh, driving Uber tonight? Yeah? So what are usually, uh, like how long do you usually do Uber for? Five or six hours. And do you have a set schedule, like as what time you start it all? and You just kind of go whenever you want to? It's awesome. You're probably the most uh, laid-back Uber driver that I've met so far. Yeah, well, you don't seem to be uh, concerned about the, you know, because some of the, okay, I get, I like talking to a lot of different Uber drivers and find out what their philosophies are, um, what their, what their, what their hobbies are outside of Uber, um, what their, you know general schedules are all that jazz and uh, 
So some Uber drivers, they they um, they have a certain schedule as to when they go, either in the morning or night or whatnot. You just kind of pick whenever you want to go. Yeah, I try. I'm gonna, can I turn Uber this down just a smidge, yeah, just so I can hear you a little better? I, uh, I've been driving Uber for three years, and I still like to pretend it's not happening. So I, I try not to think about it or at all or yeah. Well, some folks, they feel like they're stuck in the hamster wheel. Others feel like their value lies in having the time to themselves to be able to figure stuff out and to really figure out their passions and their dreams and their talents and all that jazz. Um, And they also, like some of these people, they're like, whoa, I never even realized until I got into Uber and being my own boss, just, you know, uh, how open my destiny is to me, you know, and uh, how my choices, you know, uh, uh, affect how my life is unfolding. Have you come across some interesting revelations while being an Uber driver? <laughs> well, what do you like to do? What are what are some of your hobbies? Uh, what, are my hobbies? what do you like to do? Write, you? draw, read. How about you? I haven't talked about you at all. Well, no, <laughs> we haven't talked about you enough. What do you like to do? Do you like to read? Do you like to draw? Do you like sure. to play video games? Like there are no I, wrong I, I answers like here. Video games, but I don't really play them long, but I do. Okay, so you like video games? Yeah, I like. I mean, I used to play video games. Do you play any instruments? Do you read? Do you like write? Read. You like to read. What do you like to read? <laughs> You're killing me right now. No, no, no. These, these are important questions to <laughs> yes, me because they are, but by me asking the Uber driver, it actually allows them the opportunity to. Realize their hopes and dreams, and you know, <laughs> turning in the direction of what they love doing. <laughs> charity, I love it. Oh I don't even think about it that way. I don't think about it that way. Well, some of them, you know, I've I've talked to our actors. Some of them sure. make movies, you know. Yeah, and I don't consider myself an Uber driver at all. That's why I don't really like to talk about it because I don't like to think of myself well, what, as an Uber driver. You, okay, well, I'm not a part of any of them. I don't know. Oh any yeah, of no, them, that's or fine. Would like to know any of them? But what do you? What do you? Pre- well, let's say, for instance, a genie popped out and said. Okay, here you go. Here's what you absolutely dream of. Here's what's How about happening. You? Let's what go, you, be? because this is a very personal question. So let's throw it well, back at the guy who's asking. I mean, it's ridiculous. I well, okay. So I helped run a, a, a film festival. Oh, which one? Uh, it's called the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, That's cool. and it happens good. over there at NoHo, uh, oh, the um, off of uh, Lancashire. Nice. I'm cool. also in a, uh, a yacht rock um, group called Yachtly Crew. Here's a card. Oh, this is what I'm in. I'm in. I'm one of those guys. Fun. Yeah, Ooh, so we perform right. a lot. We you mostly cover Motley Crue, or how does that work? All, all, just all soft rock, actually. Oh, oh, all okay. stuff that would sound oh, good okay. on a yacht. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, we all have Motley Crue fans, but, you know, we, oh, okay. we decided to go to the soft rock route. Sure, sure. So Africa, you know, Toto. Yeah, a lot of Toto um, coming in. <laughs> uh, Hall and Oates, Billy Ocean. Um, I like to I like to make music. I like to, I'm an actor. Oh, so what do you play um, in the band? Uh, so I'm I'm behind the keyboards in there, but I also like playing the the uh, the, the ukulele. I like playing the guitar. Um, I got my own radio show. What? On yeah, an AM station, sixteen thirty AM. We should have been talking about you. The whole well, time. no, but you see, you asked me, so I had to open the floodgates. So this is why it's all that the more important more for me to find out about the drivers <laughs> because I want to know what their dreams I and know, hopes but are. But I don't like to be lumped in with the drivers because I don't consider myself a driver. I mean, I well, drive. I'm just in the car with you no, right now, so that's it. all you know. <laughs> I appreciate that. I so, just hate talking about Uber so much. You know? No, no, that's fine. But, it, you know, but, but your hopes and dreams, if I could get you into that direction of thinking about oh, what you love doing... Yeah, no, I'm a screenwriter and a director. Screenwriter, and, there it is. And um, have a 
yeah, I'm trying to make my first feature. Okay, so if you have any short films or anything, this is the building. If you have any short films or anything, yeah. um, go to, um, uh, ka- uh, what is it? Kapowiff.com. Uh, one over here called uh, LA Shorts. It's over. And that on... happens at the same place. Oh, oh yeah. So if you go to kapowiff.com, submit your films uh, to us, I dude. I'd love to put your stuff up there. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. check Yali it out. Crew. Check it out. Yeah, Yali Crew, you're going to love it. You're going to be the first All love sauce. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You take care. Uh, Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was the fastest ride I've, I've ever taken um, in, a, in an Uber. And the... Like, he... I'm willing to talk about what I like to do. I'm willing to talk about what I like to do. Um, if you get me talking, I will never shut up talking about what I like to do. Which is why I like to put the focus on others. To let them talk, talk about what they like doing. Very few folks have that invitation. It's a rarity. To have that kind of invitation or someone asks you what do you love doing? What do you love doing? What's your passion? What's your talent? So there you have it. Yeah, well, without your white outfits on, that's all I've ever seen you as. Oh, yeah, Your yeah, faces, yeah. I'm now a, a, getting to know you guys. Oh, right? yes, yes, yes. So okay. I'll walk up the stage, I get changed, I go out in the audience, nobody knows who I am. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times I'll talk with people before the shows and I'll, and... Well, with the hair. And it takes them a little bit of time and they're like, oh, wait. Long hair. When you came in tonight, I figured, you've got to be part of this, but I can't visually see you in that. Did you tuck your hair into your hat or what? Or just no, no, I still have my shoulders. Oh yeah, I put it behind my shoulders. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So all right. And so. we all got our sunglasses on and everything, no, which is great. True. We got everything on. All right. Oh yeah. What did you discover with your past lives? What I discovered was it just reaffirmed that I knew that we'd lived, been here before. You know, I, I've, I've experienced past lives with certain friends. Phil and I have a past life together. But I've had intense experiences with people that I've known I've killed them. Or I've experienced stuff where I was a, a pimp and this friend of mine was a prostitute of mine in Paris in the 1600s. So I know from my experience that we've all been here before. So the past life regression is good in the sense that it can help affirm for you that it actually occurs but for me it really started when I had a reading in 1981 in Virginia Beach, Virginia from a psychic who basically said are you open to reincarnation and I said sure and she told me about some past lives with some friends that I had and while we were doing it she was telling me the problem between my wife and I at the time was we were reliving a past life and the dynamics was I had gone back into treating her as my mother as opposed to my wife and we needed to get straightened out and treat each other back as Bonnie and Dick as opposed to mother and son because it was causing a problem and while I was having the reading Bonnie heard voices back in in Detroit first two times calling her mommy and then the third time calling her Bonnie and so when I she didn't know I was having the reading 
So it's like, you know, it confirms that this all really occurs that way. Oh, you know, most yeah. people think it's, oh, yeah, you're making this up, or it's, it's not real. But, you know, people ask me, what do I believe? And I don't believe anything. I experienced it. I know that we are beings of light because I've experienced that with some of my friends where everything disappears and all that's left are these golden beings. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, first time I took LSD was not in the 60s, but was in the well, probably 70s, early 80s. And when I took it, it's like, oh, I know this space. I know how to get there without LSD. But that's what all those things do, is they open you up to letting go of your senses to realize there's more to this world. Because our senses actually limit us to this space, as opposed to let us fully experience what's here. You know, we, we can only see visible light. We can't see ultraviolet. We can't see infrared. But when I look in your eyes, or I look in Tommy's eyes, you know there's a connection. <laughs> yeah. And that connection is not that you're two and a half feet away from me. It's not that you're seven feet away from me. We're connected. Yeah. We're one. We just pretend we're not. You know, a friend of mine tells a story that in the beginning, there was all there is. And all there is is all there was. And all there is wanted to experience itself. But it couldn't because there was nothing to experience itself in relation to. So like any great seeker of wisdom, all there is went within and shattered into a zillion gajillion pieces. So that all it is could go, oh, there's God. Oh, there's God. Oh, there's God. And that's what we are. We're just pinpoints of that experiencing it all. Mm -hmm. And that's why we come here. We're, we are not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we just keep coming back here because it's a fucking video game. And we like to play it. And you can't play it when you're a being of energy and light. We yes. interrupt this message for a commercial break from my buddy, Christian. <laughs> Christian, I hand you the mic, sir. He's interrupting. Hello, this is Christian Slater. I'm here to tell you, you really need to look at that Viper Room show tomorrow, Friday. It's going to be wonderful. And now back to some cosmic wisdom. So... So it's like we create all this. Yes. You know, my, my screen name and my nickname is He Who Dreams. That's great. <clears throat> you know, so I'm He Who Dreams at such and such dot net. You going, guy? Yeah. Give me a second. It would not surprise me that here at this, uh, at Philly Ocean's birthday party, we would come across some very enlightened beings. Are you a fan of uh, Twin Peaks by any chance? Sure. Definitely. I was, I was connected by that, captured by that years ago. Did oh, you yeah. watch the third season? No, I haven't. Oh, you mean talking about the new Twin Peaks? The new the new third season. I haven't watched it. If watched you get it. a chance, uh, this will fit right in line big time with what well, you're talking all, about. I mean, that's why people like the movie The Matrix. The Matrix is how it is. This is nothing but energy. When we create this energy with our collective consciousnesses or individually... Because every one of us is powerful enough to do that. We just don't believe it. You know, we teach little kids the reality of life. We sing to them, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, merrily, I just merrily, quoted merrily. that. I just quoted that to my friend yesterday. Life merrily down the stream. Life is but a dream. Life is but a dream, yes. And then we tell them, oh, no, it's real. It's real. No, no, it's not a dream. It's not. It is. Right. And those imaginary friends are real. 
there are actually other beings who are still they're still connected with and talking to until we make them get rid of them. And then we lock everybody into their physical bodies, saying this is the reality. Oh, and by the way, if you want to have a spiritual experience, here are the rules. You have to do it this way. You have to do it through Jesus. You have to do it through Allah. You have to do it by going within like the Buddha. You have to follow all these gods in Hinduism. No. Every one of us is part of God. Every one of us is connected. You just need to remember that. And so past life stuff reminds you that we come here over and over again. And they don't occur sequentially. They all occur now. There are future lives which you could remember if you wanted to. Or not. And it's the kind of thing where we're just not taught at that anymore. You know, because we, we like to lock people into religious experiences and ways of being. But we can be any way we want, or anyone we want, or experience anything we want. And again, that's part of the reason we come into these bodies. You cannot experience touch when you are a being of light. You cannot experience sex. You cannot experience pain. You cannot experience real intimacy. You cannot express just touch and all this. I mean, we ignore the fact that our bodies want to be touched all over. You know, we get upset when Joe Biden touches women inappropriately when all he's trying to do is just connect with them. But we have rules for touching, which is horrible. Or it's not. You know, as, as uh, uh, Neil Donald Wall said in Conversations with God, until you understand that Hitler is in heaven, you will not understand God. Because God doesn't judge. You know, it's interesting. There's a, there's a, a documentary called Tune In where they uh, interview a bunch of these different channels. And, you know, they ask them the same question. And you see them all hitting, hitting the marks on the nose with every one of these channels. And they're talking about how, you know, even Hitler, Hitler is celebrated for his um, portrayal of this character. We're all just portraying characters. So when we get off the stage... Something you know about Dolores Cannon? Yes. Okay, so Dolores Cannon. I went down a Dolores Cannon rabbit hole, looking at her videos, and then all of a sudden to the point of going, okay, once I get money, I want to learn QHHT. I want to learn the quantum healing hypnosis technique. I want to be able to do that for my friends. I want to go in one for myself. Why do you have to learn it. Why don't you just be it? I want to be able to unlock this excitement for other people so they see that there are this, particularly the limited-minded beings that, you know, wake up and watch the news all the time. So just express it. Now, I admit it helps to have credentials. You know, if you said you're a, th you're a licensed healer in that, but you've been through this course. But I want to learn the, I mean, more so than the, the credential, I want to learn the, uh, the, the pathway towards finding that you know it's like going on a safari you know you always hear about oh, hello dr livingstone you know and you always hear about those guys going off into the woods and they find these crazy pyramids that are out in the middle of these forests i want to be able to do that for people where i unlock these things no but i've been looking he's been on my radar throughout the okay years. so ramdas basically was a contemporary with timothy leary yes okay and so when he took LSD over to India, and he gave like 10 hits to a... Swami, you're Swami like or something, a yogi. Yeah, yogi. It didn't affect him. Well, it did. Oh, it did. Because I heard a story where it didn't affect the guy. Well, they didn't need so it. Enlightened. Oh, right. 
It's like the first time I took LSD. Oh, I've been here. I know this space. You felt so, comfortable rather than like a, a no, threat no. of like, what's all this? Yeah, I freaked out the friend of mine who, who I was with because he'd done so many of it before because this is the one where we turned to a past life experience between us. And he was like, oh, God. But my point is, you can experience all of this by just simply remembering it. Now, some people have to go through classes, some people, but if you just open up to it and you say, I want to be able to heal people by touching them, and then know that you can, you can. Now, if you need to go through a Reiki class and become a licensed Reiki master, that's the path you have to take. So, in a sense, in those are ceremonies. So, in a sense, those are. Right, because the more you find your, like with any good ceremony, there are certain steps yes. involved, and that drives it's more of a, it's into more of a ritual place. As a ritual, to that's yeah. what I meant to say, yeah. a ritual, where when you do a certain amount of things, it makes you feel like you're even deeper into this. Correct, thing. you know, like a spell yeah. casting, or like you know, Wiccans yeah. or whatever. Like, okay, we have this leaf, we have this, and this, and that. Maybe those are not necessarily necessary, but in order to get more into that mindset. Those are in a sense necessary, that, and, and that gives you permission to do that. It gives you the permission. It's a permission yeah. slip. It's so like to I speak. have a good friend who's in his early twenties, and he, ever since he was a little kid, and my daughter's was the same way, has contact with all kinds of beings all the time, and they talk to him all the time. I'd love to interview this. Well, you will. This I'll, I'll, get, I'll get Nick in touch with you if he ever comes time. out here. But you know, he, but he's not Tyler Henry, you know, who's making money off the whole thing. You know, and Tyler's only very limited in what he does. You know, Tyler does. Talking to I don't even know who that is, away. really. You know, you know, Tyler, biggest right now, uh, psychic to the stars. Oh, wow. Got a TV show and everything. All right, good. I may see you on Hey, dude. Good seeing you. TV show and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and, but it's the kind of thing where every person can do it all, can be it all. Once they know they can. If they believe there's a certain path, then that's the path they have to take. If they know they can just walk down that and it'll all appear, it will all appear. I love that you're saying that because, you know, there are, there are times where I get such strong vibes, blips on the antenna, such strong intuition. I, and I will just say something just, you know, in the most absurd or I guess imaginative fashion, yet it will completely connect with the person I'm talking yes. to. I'll just say something off the top of my head, like, oh, it's like sailing, you know, right. out in Zimbabwe or something, and they'll go, yeah. I just sailed in Zimbabwe last week, and I just got back, and I go, but you see, what? You just beamed it to me. You just... Hey. Hey. You. You. So wonderful meeting you. Yeah, that sounds great. I'd love that. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So, man, I'm Kurt. Pleasure meeting you, man. Nice meeting you. Do you like that mic, by the way? I love it. I love it. It's my favorite ever. What's, it, what's the company that makes it? I wish I knew, um, but it's made for a DJI Osmo gimbal. It's made for that. It's supposed to plug into that. This is like a $6 mic. Oh, no shit. It's normally like a $40 value. Like, they, at least that's what they say, but it's a $6 mic. Wow, that's amazing. So I tell everybody about it, and I love it, and I can't say enough good stuff about it. Even with loud noises, I'll be on the subway, I'll be interviewing people. Even with the loud noises, it'll, as long as I, z- you know, am like this far away from somebody, it'll, it'll, it'll get everything that I need to get. It's crazy. It's crazy. Look up microphone DJI Osmo. I know. That's a, that's a gimbal. That's a kind of gimbal where you, you put the camera on there and it you can move. You know, it's like a stabilizer on the camera. 
And so I looked up, when I was looking up like ways to shoot with my iPhone, I was just looking up whatever I could, any information. DJI OSMO. And then microphone. And you will come across, you know, I mean, you'll come across this microphone. It's normally fuzzy. When you see it, it'll have a, like a Nerf kind of fuzzy thing. But I get the heebie-jeebies when I touch it. I yank it right off. I just get it out of there. But it works just as good. Awesome. Which, you know, because it's the wind. It's for the wind. The windbreaker, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's great. It's great. I mean, I, I, I swear by this microphone. I'll buy like three or four at a time because I want to make sure that I got them on me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. It was a pleasure meeting you, man. We'll see you next time. That's right. This is so exciting. Yeah, very well. I love the fact that you're spilling this information to me. This is the kind of information that I, you know, like I, I've been getting more into the habit of becoming but the media that I want to see. Incredibly intuitive. And the more you follow that, and the more you trust it, the more it shows up. So when I had this psychic reading where I heard voices, that's what this woman told me to do: is trust my intuition. So I tried it on a friend of mine. He said we have to go shopping somewhere. My wife wants this. And I said, well, let me lead you. And so we went to exactly the places, and I was blown away. But the I next thing my this. the next thing my intuition told me was to quit my job. Was that tricky for you to do? I didn't or did do you it. Just do it right away. I didn't do it. Oh, what the fuck? You're not. So life arranged itself that 12 months later that job was gone, and I had to. So it let you know it was like the Indian who puts his ear on, yeah. the, on the on the train track. He hears the trains coming from miles and miles away. Right. That's what you got. Right. You got you got that first remnants up on the shore of your beach. But ever goes, since okay. I've learned is that when you know it, it's there. So speak it. There's no time. The way time works, they give me away. So we're beings of light. So. If you put light through a prism, what do you get? You get the spectrum all right. Right, and it looks like a rainbow, right? So what if you were to take that same beam of white light, put it through a prism, and when it comes out the other side, you run a timeline through it so that it looks like the red occurs before the orange, before the yellow, before the green, before the blue, before the indigo, before the violet. They don't. That's what our previously future lives are all about. They're all here. Yours are all here, mine are all here, theirs are all here. Right. So when you sense one of them, or something three hours from now, or someplace it's where they've been, valid. it's there. Yeah. And you just need to trust it more. And when you speak it, <laughs> stop being less surprised yeah. because you're in tune with that. And the reason we are is because we are all one. We just pretend we're not. Well, and at the same token, when those revelations, when those epiphanies strike my antenna, I still want to give them the high five they deserve and the celebration that they deserve. And, you know, as any great uh, epiphany or revelation, one of the big things I've been uh, talking about lately and, and it's been striking me is the importance of in those moments of living in that dream that you thought of a year ago, 10 months ago, five days ago, and you find yourself living in that uh, you know, what may back then felt like a prophecy or a prediction, and you're going, whoa, here it is, I'm living it now. One of the big things I'm realizing is the importance of celebrating the fact that that dream is actually occurring, because what was the point of me dreaming it in the first place anyway? If I wasn't going to appreciate it and celebrate it, then why the hell would I? Appreciation is how it all occurs. Appreciation is how it occurs. appreciate something. All of my affirmations are, I appreciate that I am this. And it fuels it. And it's there. And it creates it. 
that helps create that energy. Appreciation is the key. Big not, not per se dreaming it or focusing on it, but you appreciate that it always occurs. One of the Christian prayers is prayer, pray as if it's already been given to you. You know, fine. That's appreciation. I appreciate that I am financially secure. I appreciate that I am healthy. I appreciate that I am meeting And then it proves it to you in your reality you experience. Do, because you are telling the universe that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, Whereas yeah. if you say to the universe, oh my God, life is horrible. It's oh, so yeah. difficult. Oh, I get nothing but shit. Oh, really? That's what you want? Exactly. Sure. The universe says yes no matter have what. Some have some more. And so that's how this works. You know, and the secret's no secret. You know, you see, you don't have to set an intention. You just have to let it be there and spend your focus your attention on it and the universe says this is what he or she really wants and I notice that when I celebrate those synchronicities when I celebrate when I celebrate the synchronicities when I celebrate the deja vus the coincidence um that dream occurring in my life and I'm going and I'm recognizing I'm going thank you so much what I notice is because I'm trying to relate to the universe like uh, just on a human level because I know you can go even deeper at least if I can relate to it on a human level the golden rule you know appreciation uh, desperation is a stinky thing to anybody to, you know it, it, to the universe I feel as well it's like oh you're so desperate but when you're going I already got this what happens the universe just as anybody else if I see that you already have a plan you're going forward I'm, I'll back you up because I see that you're you're excited enough to go forward. You're going off on your own whether anyone's watching or not. So, of course, I want to help you out. But if you're like, uh, 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 always complaining, it's like, dude, this is like, um, you what is that? You energy there, but I'm not going there right. The, right. So, when you go, you know what? I can see this happening. Okay. Okay, here. I can, you can see that happening? Okay, here, let me give you... Let me give you those things, you know? And then it, that excitement fuels more of that. So every time I high-five the universe and I go, thank you so much, the universe goes, wow, you like that? Okay, I'll, I'll really show you something to celebrate. And the more I give universe, the universe curveballs, and I go, okay, universe, try that one. Let's see what you do with that one. And the more crazy and so it goes, oh, yeah, bam. It's more of a trust in the fact that it's got my back. It's more of a, you know, like the game of trust, where you get, like, as a kid growing up, yeah. you fall back. I've started to treat my relationship with the universe like that. It? Just be it. You are so fucking powerful. You don't need to test it on It's who you be. Why are you not leaping off the cliff? Man. You know what's so funny? The fact that you're saying that is... Lately, the more that I've been finding myself doing that, the more success I've actually been finding. That's right. Because it's going... Wow, man. You're really allowing... You know how this works. Yeah. You're allowing this. my higher mind. Let it happen. Yes. Let it be there. Let it be there all the time. That's how I did being a judge. That's how I do my life. That's how I connect with people. That's why sometimes I terrify people. Because the most important thing is this. Okay? Yeah. And most people won't do that. And especially where I can take them. Because it's only a deeper into themselves. 
in what they're experiencing yeah, in yeah. the joy. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, yeah. Because that's what we are as beings of joy. Joyousness yeah. is exactly. That's part of the reason you guys are so amazing on there. Because everybody who comes into the aura of what you're doing walks out of there going, like, oh, my God. What was that? And they all say, well, it was just Yadley Crew. No, it was not. It's no. the way you inject all of that into that group. I've seen it in your videos. I know who you all are, you know, and I see it. And it's like, this is amazing to be finally, you know, being able to connect with some of you. But it's like, you, I'm talking about you, not that league group, need to be more in this space. Because this is truly who you are. How you are in what you can create. And it's like Jesus said to his followers, you don't understand what I'm talking about, but I'm going to leave you. The Spirit will come upon you, and you will do greater works than I have ever done. And uh, there's absolutely no Christians who know that anymore. But you know that what you've been doing is nothing compared to where you can go with this. Am I right? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, and what's so interesting is the stuff that I've been talking, generally a lot of the folks within the band are like, oh, you're, you're out of your mind. And I'm like, yeah, I've lost my mind again. You know, and I'm also a legend in my own mind. I can see clearly now my brain is gone. <laughs> I love it. Like the like like the uh, the scarecrow in uh, right. Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. What's funny is a lot more of the guys within the band are starting to slowly get more into that dream state and the what if and wouldn't that be funny if and my secret plan is to make Yachtly Crew the blue man group of Yacht Rock. Okay, that's my secret, my I secret plan. Make it, we, st we stretch that surreality. Just keep doing that. Where we bring the audience in more. Yeah. We, you know, we got dolphins in, people in dolphin costumes out there in the audience. We got uh, girls in sailor costumes dancing along. We got plants in the audience. We're like, oh my God, you know, my soul has been saved. You know, just all this kinds of crazy, funny stuff. And so it's funny because I'm starting to see more and more of that. Just from my dream, I'm starting to see more and more of it manifesting through the band. And just through the celebrity, these celebrities are coming to see the, like the guy, uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. I used to watch Smallville. He was on there. He was Lex Luthor. And now we are, he was entertaining me 10 years ago. Now we're entertaining him. And I'm going... And he's bringing 20 people at a time. He's bringing friends of his to... And we're going like, oh my gosh, this is... Like, what an interesting thing to be on the other side of the equation and to see how this is growing. An amazing experience to create this world for other people. That. Oh my God, I love the fact you're saying that. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's all we ever do. Seriously. And the more consciously you create it the more powerful the energy flows through it. And the more that you know who you are, and the more awake you are, yeah. the more you create. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what it's all about. And then when you see when you see those trees growing, oh from what you, yeah. the seeds you planted. Oh, the seeds you planted. 
you like and some of them you won't even remember when you planted the seeds exactly the seed will remember oh my god I remember when I saw your concert doing this and it's like really we we played there what oh my gosh you're so right I'm noticing that more and more people are coming out from Denver yeah people are coming out who we saw in the 311 cruise I'm like wow this is the echo of my yodel this is the echo I'm hearing going yodel and now I'm hearing it right through these people showing up and giving us that feedback but it shows that you are connected oh my god you have time for more than coffee oh yeah (laughs) that's right this is from uh, Twin Peaks so Dale Cooper this is a Dale this is a Twin Peaks pin no Dale Cooper I only have time for coffee yeah and a piece of cherry pie. Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a piece of cherry pie, exactly. You know what's so funny? Because like, uh, coffee gives me so many ideas. I'm addicted to ideas. If there's anything I'm addicted to, it's ideas. It's the it's the uh, conversations of brainstorming. It's the what ifs and oh yeah, let's let's see what we can do with that. And um, living in that imagination. That to me, I revere far above anything else that could ever exist. I don't care about what's going on in this matrix and the program stuff. I haven't watched official television in probably 18 years. I watch Netflix, I watch YouTube, and then wherever my art's taking me. But I'm not watching a pre-programmed thing tell me what to do, what not to do. I don't care what the politics are. I don't care what the news is telling me. I don't care what's going on. None of that really has anything to do with this experience here. Really. In a sense, yes, it has everything to do with it. But also, in a sense, it has nothing to do with it. Because if I, if I hear about these people making decisions in this government or that government or whatever, okay, that's fine. But in the end, I'm creating this reality experience as no matter what that's doing this is the thing this is the thing <laughs> and as this that grows you're here. oh my god this is yes you are oh my god it's yes you are we're talking to each other god talking to god <laughs> what a brilliant way of putting it way i it love is. that i love it that's exactly how it works how cool is that the gods are speaking through the human experience because that's who they are so you walk in, you see like that's exactly who we are. And Disguised and camouflaged. That, that's right. Like you know, when when Jesus wasn't the only God-made man, every fucking one of us, every single one of us, is an aspect of the divine. And the more conscious you are of that, the more energy flows through you. Did you ever read Seth Speaks? Oh yes. Of course you did. That was a silly question. Of course you did. It was astounding when, you, when I read in there, and they said basically Jesus was in a sense a conspiracy theory way back then. Yeah. There were three guys involved. One who was sort of a magician, one who looked like Jesus, and one who took the fall, so to speak, who went into the tomb, who, who got crucified. So it was a, a very clever conspiracy theory that was going on. And when you read that... Yeah. It's like, man, that makes so much sense because this day and age, we have Photoshop, we have... Would you, in this day and age, if somebody came to you and says, you know, there's this really amazing thing that happened over in Israel, 
There was this guy who died. They killed him in a stoning during a Hamas attack. And three days later, he was alive again. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, right. Fuck you. Well, and also, see, the other, in addition to that, the other aspect of me would want to dive deeper into this and investigate it more. For instance, there's a channel named Bashar. There's a guy named Daryl Anka, and he channels Bashar. Bashar talks about such amazing cosmic information that matches up with Abraham, for instance. Sure. Matches up with all of these. This because they're all reading the same shit. This is what I'm telling you to stop reading and start letting it flow through you. You are still relying on outside sources. So just really, truly, just truly tune in to the intuition that's coming here. It's coming to you. And just really, okay, this is... I got, this an, is I got a deal. Try it for 30 days. If it doesn't work, send it back to me. It. That's great. Go back to the way you were doing it. Here's the guarantee. Here's the guarantee. <laughs> if it, if it, doesn't it doesn't fucking work. work yeah. Go back to the way you've been doing it. Dude, I love it. I love it. That's brilliant. Because you, you, you're not losing an investment. No. You're not, and you only can gain. That's right. You only can gain out of the experience. And what's the best thing to gamble on except yourself? Yourself is the best thing to gamble on. That's right. Oh my God! Yes, you are. It's so crazy. Before I, before I went down a rabbit hole of like, um, okay, so for the longest time through high school, through I would say junior high, all the way, I mean, until now. You know, there was always this thing of being astonished by the coincidence, being astonished by the synchronicities, being astonished by the serendipities, call it what you will, deja vu, all that jazz. And at, at those points, I was merely only an observer to the experience. And I wanted to know, and I, you know, every time I'd see those things, i go, these are pieces of the greater equation that need to be solved. What is the thing I need to be solved? Well, it wasn't until... I started watching Bashar videos, I started looking at Abraham videos, and I realized, oh my god, oh, I know what it was, what started off. What the bleep do we know? That started it. And then the secret, looking at those and going, wait a second, this whole time without me realizing it, I was the participator in the experience. Here this whole time I thought I was an observer, but this whole time I was the participator? I was the one who was actually creating the things that were showing up in my life, and that's what those coincidences were, and that's what the synchronicities were. I had a teacher in freaking uh, sophomore year, Mr. Slusser, he taught us about uh, serendipities. He taught, and I'm like, what the heck? That was the first time that I had an adult in my life who's pointing at and looking at the things that that I was thoroughly astonished about in my life. That I only had a few friends I could talk about about these things, and we would share our coincidences. But now here was a teacher that I had who talked about serendipities, and I go, oh my god, whoa! And now I had a word to describe these things. And I went through life, and then all of a sudden, then I move out here, and then I come across what the bleep do we know? And I talk about quantum mechanics, and I'm going, oh my God, I am the participator in this whole experience. Then I started testing things, where I go, okay, well, let's just see if I just follow my intuition. Well, let's just see if I think of, you know, they talk about the cup of coffee or whatever. Okay, let's just try that. And as I did that, then I did more things even greater, which was the parking spaces. My brother lived out in Huntington Beach. I go, okay, everyone's saying, oh, what are the chances we'll find a parking space out in Huntington Beach? Oh, there's so many. Well, you know what? Just as there is the probability of us not, there's also the probability of us having it. And let's play with the idea that the universe is just a larger extension of our brains, and it's waiting for us to put it in an order, like the chef in the kitchen. 
Well, then why wouldn't I put in the order for a parking space for me? And let's try it. And as I tried it more and more and more, and I tested it out and out and out, and I used myself in the Petri dish, I started seeing their parking places everywhere, abundantly, wherever I went, always, always. So then now I had that as an example, and then I would go further and farther in it, Work out to the point where. What more evidence do you need oh of who God. you fucking are? Oh my God. I mean, it's incredible when you look at that stuff. Of course it is. It's who you are, my friend. It's who you be. We are human beings. Most of us think we're human doings. We run around and we do all this shit. We do this, we'll be happy. If we do this, we'll be money. No, no. You just run around doing all this stuff and you just end up with a pile of doo-doo. You know, we are human beings. You choose a state of being. Out of that, you'll know what you should be doing. And then you'll have everything you need. Isn't that beautiful how simple that is? Following yeah. your heart. Yeah. But we're not taught that at no. age. No. We're not taught that at all. You know, it's so interesting. I substitute taught for nine years. And these kids... They would have their lesson plans, and I say, "Okay, you guys, I'm going to give you 15 minutes of cosmic wisdom. Who's ready to talk about cosmic wisdom?" These kids' eyes would open up wide, like freaking spotlights. I go, "We're going to talk cosmic wisdom right now," and I would talk to them about all this stuff. I say, "You guys, some of you might have parents right now telling you to be lawyers or doctors, but you know that you really have a passion to be a painter or a, you know, artist or a musician, but they want you to be." A, and I said, "Look." That's not necessary. I don't want to go against what your parents are saying, but really, at the heart of them, they just want you to be—they just want you to be comfortable with what you're doing. They don't—they at their heart, they don't want you to. Maybe they don't necessarily want you to be a lawyer or a doctor. They just want you to not have to struggle. I can tell you right now, you guys, if you just simply just dove big time into exactly what you love doing, I can guarantee you that your parents will be so proud of you if you were just a. You being the artist, you being the, 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 the musician, you dive deep into that, I promise you the universe will continually give you more and more examples, more and more signs to follow in that direction, which will be perfect for you. There was a kid in that class who told me, he said, you know, it's so funny, Mr. C, you know, because these kids would raise their hand, because I'd say, does it, has this happened to any of you that you can know of? Right now, one kid raises his hand, and he goes, my brother was singing a song as we were going down the escalator in a mall the other day. He goes, this is crazy. We were singing, he was singing a song out loud. He was just singing to himself. As we were going up the escalator, there was a guy who was just watching us. And we wonder, wow, that's kind of strange. Why is that guy looking at us? But he was looking at us, just like, he looked astonished. We were going down the escalator, he was going up. About 10 minutes, he catches up to my brother. He goes, what song were you singing? And my brother told me, he goes, I produced that song. I produced that song. And he goes, and I'm putting together a, a, a young person review that I want to have at these different theaters and stuff. He goes, give me your contact information. And that brother ended up being a part of that. But had he not just decided to follow his heart and just sing out loud, I mean, holy cow. If you look at any person who follows the probabilities or the statistics or the odds, they'd say the odds of that happening are... Ridiculous. You know, one in eighteen bazillion, especially not on an escalator. Yes, exactly. So the fact that he did that, I mean, it was just like, and so then I had that as an example to be able to utilize and tell us a story to the kids. So these kids, more and more, they they would just magnetize themselves to this, and as a result, I be, I've stayed friends with these guys through Facebook, and they let me know of all the great stuff that are coming to their. 
there's a girl who, who, who uh, decided to go to school for storyboards, and now she's doing storyboards. Now she's making her own comic books. Now she's going to these, these uh, conventions and having her own table. Oh my God! It was just yes, so, you do. It felt so That's good. Who to you are? Oh my God! Yes, you are. It felt so good. And it'll continue to be even better. Oh my God! Well, you know what? And as years passed by, that's when I got my radio station, which then gave birth to the podcast, which is what we're on right now. And the whole idea of the podcast was the process of creation, and also what what inspires me. If I pass on other people, ideally that would inspire others, so then I could put people who make music or riffs and they've never heard been heard before. Bam! I put them on the podcast. I put them on the radio show. Now they can be put out there in the world. And it feels so good to be able to do that. It feels so good to be able to go. That's what it's about. It really is. I'm going to need to say goodbye to Nikhil in a minute. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to say ever goodbye to you. Do you understand that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nikhil. See you later, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Necessary to to sneeze this many times in a row. Okay, so I sneezed probably twice before I started recording this. I've sneezed about eleven or twelve. To, I don't know what the highest number is at this point, but I, I've been known to sneeze a lot. Sometimes with witnesses, a lot of times without. So that's why I'm so it's so excited that I happen to start recording. Right near the beginning of when I started sneezing. I don't know how many, how many times. If you if you count how many times I've sneezed, please um, send me a message on Anchor on the app that I'm using to send this right now through Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, a whole bunch of stuff. Overcast, CastBox... So many of them. So many of them. Parasy. So many of them. Radio Public. 
just check this out this episode find out how many times I sneezed and send to me your assessment of that please actually if you want you can call in here's the phone number 561-203-9179 call that number leave your thoughts I will play them on this podcast. You mean that much to me. You contribute to it. You're a part of it. You are a part of what is being created. Because of what you contributed. So this goes for all of you. All of you always... You could call 561-203-9179-er. You can call that. You can email inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you're on anchor.fm and you find me on there under, under Inspirato Projecto, you can actually send me a message on there. Send me whatever audio you want and I will play it for you. That's what I want to do. So, let's work together. Does that sound fair? Let's work together. Alright. It's all for now. It's all for now.